Hello and welcome to Back to the Future Minute, the podcast where we discuss Back to the Future, the greatest movie of all time, one minute at a time. As always, I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm our Cassandra guest Fredrickson. This, Oops, our guest this week is our guest. Our guest this week is Cassandra Fredrickson. Jump the gun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Follow Cassandra the script, Fred- Nick. There's a script. <laughs> Jesus, there is a script. Sorry, I messed up. That was my bad. Cassandra uh, Fredrickson, our guest. Uh, we're back on a Tuesday, going up on a Tuesday, like the man said, uh, with minute twelve mm-hmm. of Back to the Future, and what a minute it was. We int- we were introduced to a new character, Jennifer's dad. Um, this is, this is, you can you guys can tell that Nick doesn't have the script open and doesn't <laughs> remember how this show goes, <laughs> and he's trying to wing it. And <laughs> so, all right. So minute twelve starts <laughs> with. Well, uh, in the last minute, we were left off with uh, Marty asking where were we, and Jennifer answers right about here, and then they start to kiss. And it ends no, they don't with even, they don't even do that. They don't even get the kiss all the way. Yeah. Well, and then it ends with uh, a a a a uh, uh, we're at Marty's house and uh, there's a tow truck. Yeah. So with their with their six trash cans. Right. Yeah. Six car. I I wrote that down too. Six. Oh, cool. Six garbage cans. That's insane. Who has that many garbage cans? George McFly. They're very neatly lined up. <laughs> maybe, maybe George, maybe George McFly has like a OCD tendency with the garbage, where he has to separate everything, like laundry. Yeah, I mean, how many? I mean, how many? Uh, how much severed body parts can you fit in like one garbage can? True. It's true. That's like I mean, you know the George McFly. Well, well, let's talk more about George McFly next minute. <laughs> talk about him tomorrow. But okay, so going back to the beginning of the minute. Uh, they start to kiss, and then they're interrupted by Jennifer's dad uh, honking and telling her to get in the car. <laughs> Driving the most like the most late seventies, early eighties car I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like a it's just a station it's wagon br- and a half. It's brown. Yeah, just um, a hunk of brown. I I think it's funny them like not kissing. Like they're just like continuous almost kissing. It reminds yeah. me of the Spider Man Two gag where uh, Peter can't get a drink. Yeah. Just someone will always take his trick. Yeah. Oh, I love Spider-Man too. <laughs> um, uh, there's why, all, there's why, this... why is her dad picking her up downtown? That's weird. It's almost like he found her. Right. Yeah. He's there been, you are. Like he's been looking for her and he's just like, get in the car. I told you, always come straight home. Conceal, <laughs> don't feel. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of weirdness going on with the Parkers, man. I mean, yeah. you know, she's, she's going to be at her... At her grandma's on a Friday night. On a Friday night, that's weird. It is weird. Uh, it's- there's this really, uh, there's really great little moment where um, at like eleven twenty, it's such a really cool little moment. But um, right after they like kiss goodbye, uh, there's always this really kind of tender uh, human like moment that Marty has where he's like, "Oh my god, like this is my girlfriend." Yeah, and, uh, but then there's also before that when she says I'm going to be at my my grandma's. Let me give you the number. And she comes over and writes down her little her note, mm-hmm. and she's writing the note down. And we hold on the two of them as she's doing it, and mm-hmm. Marty is being super creepy into Jennifer's hair. Yeah, he's like sniffing her hair. Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. She's got great hair. <laughs> 
she's got great hair. I mean, maybe maybe her he dad just... is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just realizes, like, in that moment. I mean, do you ever just notice someone's hair? Sure. You're just like, oh man, like, your hair smells really great. Yeah. Uh, um. So on the flyer, she didn't just write her phone number. She also wrote, "I love you." However, she wrote her phone number as a five 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 number. Marty, she is, gave you a fake number, buddy. As we all know, as she gave you a fake number. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she wants you to call her. I hate to break uh, it to you. What if if it wasn't for the events of uh, Marty's time travel adventure, like they're actually on the cusp of breaking up? <laughs> That's weird. Um, also, the juxtapose with Marty, like, wistfully staring at Jennifer, uh, we get a great shot uh, of um, the marquee behind him. Yeah. Uh, the Essex Theater. The Essex Theater playing the uh, the classic orgy American style. Mm-hmm. Scott, Not American uh, style orgy, which you would think. Orgy American, American style. style. Which I, I assume or- orgy is the series. And American style is this particular entry in this. It's like the Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Orgy Americans. <laughs> um, starring Shailene Woodley. One of Shailene the uh, stars of which is, you know, considered the one, you know? It's like that yeah, character. Yeah. It's post-apocalyptic like, for sure. Divergent American style. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of amazes me how much they were able to get away with in a PG movie in the mid-80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did, like, this is completely off topic, but when did they, um... Gremlins 2. Oh, PG-13. No, it was, it, it, it was Temple of Doom and Gremlins. No, okay. that, um... Well, it was, Temple of, it was Temple of Doom and Red Dawn. Okay, yeah. Yeah, those were the two. When yeah. did Temple of Doom come out? After 84, 85? Oh, really? Raiders came out in 80, Raiders came out in 82. Yeah. Let me look, let me look that up. Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then it there was, was, it was um, shortly. It was around this time. I think it was like, yeah, Red Dawn was eighty four. Um, when was the Gremlins? Because I remember eighty four. I remember seeing in a documentary once that the scene where the mom shoves that Gremlin in the microwave. Yeah, was like was, a big. Yeah, like, Gremlins was eighty four. Temple of Doom was eighty four. Red Dawn was eighty four. Oh. So I think. So I think. Man, eighty four had the jams. Yeah, I think. Uh, P- and the Terminator. Right. I think the PG-13 either came out in 85 or 86 then. Can you remember is there can you look up on your on your computer machine what what the first uh PG-13 movie was? My computer machine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um let's see here. Your newfangled gadget. Yeah. Uh oh actually Red Dawn was the first movie to be released from a PG-13 and that was 2014. Mm-hmm. John Milius. Yeah. The so, movie that so Red Dawn so it did there was a PG thirteen at this point yeah. okay yeah still though Wolverines that's... create chaos yeah I feel like this if this movie was made today it'd be PG thirteen sure yeah well I don't maybe for like yeah yeah PG thirteen for like suggestive content right and, and I, language well, they're more they're more conservative now because PG is synonymous with a family film and they wouldn't consider this a, a family film because of the language yeah. yeah you know what was interesting um the walk was PG. It was. I remember. Oh. I remember. Um, I remember walking in and like the poster was like, "This movie's rated PG." And I'm like, "When's the last time I saw a live action PG movie?" It's been a while. We're gonna see yeah. another one next week. Goosebumps. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Goosebumps. Um, bumping, bumping, bumping your goose. Bumping your goose. So, um, 
so yeah, so this is clearly a uh, like a again kind of like what we were saying last week with Scott saying that you know downtown Hill Valley is kind of like Times Square in the seventies. Yeah, like this is clearly a twenty four. I mean, th- that's that's the theater that like Travis Bickle took Jodie Foster to in Taxi Driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a five dollar admission, and I'm wondering yeah. is that was that the normal price of theater admissions in the eighties, or is that just because it's a porn theater? I feel like that's really I don't expensive know. for a yeah. theater in the eighties. That's what I thought too. Yeah, but it is start. all seats, and it's open twenty four hours. So yeah. maybe you buy your ticket, and you can just stay there. And it's like, an all you can eat porn theater. Oh my god! Yeah, no, no. I mean, you could just stay there and like you know, just jerk off for twenty four hours. <laughs> I mean, like maybe like as long as you're in there, you don't have to leave like when the next show starts. Yeah, I don't oh, so know. it's like Hall H rules. Yeah, Hall H rules. You can stay, you know, because you're like, hey, you get there early. For like you know the kind of crappy porn movies, but then you know if you stay till seven, <laughs> the like the Marvel movies. panel starts. The Marvel panel starts, so to speak. <laughs> oh, all right, that's good. Um, I love that Marty is so confident, despite this whole scene being about his lack of confidence. He's so confident <laughs> in his skateboarding abilities that he hitches a ride on a cop car. Yeah, on a police He doesn't even think about it. He doesn't even think about it. The cop car's already there, and he's like, well, gotta get home. Yeah. I'll just crouch for, like, three hours, because in the <laughs> next scene, it's 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 dusk. Yeah. It's, like, already, like, sundown. Right. What has and young it's- Marty been up to? Yeah. No, that wasn't his first stop. It's October. So the it's October now. Um and it's supposed to be October then and it's like it doesn't get dark that fast. Yeah. No. Cuz I mean well, worst case scenario they got out of school at 2:30. Yeah, three like at, they got out of school at 3. The Battle of the Bands thing was probably over by 4. They're walking home after after tearing down their equipment about Maybe. 5. So I'd yeah. say it's probably Probably about six thirty or seven by the time he gets home. It seems like so. It's like a, that's a ninety minute commute. Yeah, I mean, you know, my my work day is maybe like I'm on the train for like forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Add like a ten minute walk home. I get off of work at three. I'm home by like four. Right. So where where has he been? I don't know. Doc's gone. Like Doc's not even at it. It's not like he hung out at Doc's after school. Maybe he got maybe he got attached to a car that went way out of the, no! wrong, the wrong direction, and he's yeah. Like, oh, it, it got on. It got onto like I thirty five. The one flaw with this system, and he can't just let go. Like yeah, he has he's to ride, like, don't he has let to, go, don't let go. He has to ride the car. What's he gonna do? Let go. He's going like seventy five. Oh let go. What's he gonna do? Let go as the car is like going on the ramp. Like <laughs> it just smacks into the hood of another car. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so yeah. ends Marty McFly. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think every every day after school is like an adventure for this guy. Yeah. He's at the mercy of the cars. Totally. Oh, this is also the only scene in the movie I think where we just see him skateboarding. Oh yeah, that's true. In the in the closing seconds, like right at at twelve minutes, right he's when like, he's when he's uh, turning into Lion Estates, mm-hmm. um, that's uh, yeah he's just which, which is also which has also been marked by uh, by Dangerous Bob. Oh really? Well, not not he hasn't marked it with his name, but it, oh. it has been it has been tagged. So oh, to speak. okay, yeah, there was definitely there was there was tagging involved, um, graffiti. 
So, uh, so yes, yeah, so like, then he gets like kids, he pulls yeah. up at home and sees a tow truck. Anybody? Kind of a simple, kind of a simple home. The McFlies. Yeah, I mean, I've lived in a house that looked like that. Oh yeah, no, I mean, like it, you know, it's not like a. It, it's by no means like a. It's it, it's a humble home for a humble family. Well, it's it's uh it's you know a fifties. 50s 60s suburb yeah you know that's been around for 30 years and and it's gotten to the point now i i wonder if the cookie cutter suburbs that you see a lot if like in 30 years if this is what it would look like or is this the reason why those suburbs those cookie cutter suburbs are really strict about what your what you can and can't do to your house and your land because they don't want it to look like like this. like this in yeah years. they don't want dangerous bob running amok in their neighborhood <laughs> yeah i mean lions estate is lions estate has seen better days yeah it's funny because it seems like it, it seems like lions lion estate lion, yeah lion estate was a place you know how in those cookie cutter developments there's always um like an office kind of like at an apartment in an apartment complex sure like the home the homeowners like yeah 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 the people that own the 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 area but do they just like when they finish selling all of the lots and all all of the houses do they just do they just get out of there they just like abandon the place because they're just like oh well i don't know they they just um, move on to the next neighborhood i don't know if they had like homeowners associations in the 50s when they were building all these because like well, know. who who was in charge of selling it then? Because you'd think you would want a specific team of realtors, right? J. Edgar Hoover. I feel like that's you know, more Jade of a, a modern thing for like more upscale neighborhoods. But like they were churning out houses like this like crazy in the fifties, so they probably just like picked up and then moved on to the next patch of land. Because mm. I I grew up in a neighborhood that looks very similar to this, and all the houses don't look exactly the same but you could tell that they were all built around the same time and they all right. look similar to this so like i don't know it's weird yeah i mean i grew up in texas where like at any point your house could be taken away from you in the duel <laughs> <laughs> yeah i imagine i need your land <laughs> i imagine places like the these estates like this these developments were like really great for realtors in the 50s and 60s because mm-hmm. i imagine you know you when 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 you're sold out of the of your houses in that estate, the houses you're responsible for, you could probably just retire. I don't know. When I think of realtors in the fifties, I just think of like June Cleaver. Was she a realtor? She had to have been, right? Isn't that where that trope started? I don't know. Like the mom in a sitcom being like a real estate, like a, re- a realtor. I don't know. I feel like that's just been. The Whenever thing I think like... of of the mom in a family being a realtor, I think of American Beauty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that makes. I mean, yeah. She was a realtor. I. I, I always think of it being like a trope, of oh. like like a like like a Pleasantville type trope. You know what I mean? Oh. I can't wait to find out. Do we ever find out what Lorraine's job is? No. I don't think. Or we indeed, do. George. I don't think she works. I think she's a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, she's a, a homemaker. Yeah, homemaker. She. I don't know. Which she is the most difficult well. job there is. Yeah. We'll pre- <laughs> we'll talk about it in the next minute, but. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I guess that's it for this minute. Another truck. Another truck? Oh, a tow truck? Uh, yeah, a tow truck. I wonder, uh, I wonder what kind of model that is. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look that up. Okay. I have to draw the line somewhere. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, um, if you uh, if you liked this, as always, you can uh, follow us at BTTF Minute uh, at on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Back in the Future Minute. But of course, our favorite form of communication is uh, for you guys to leave us a review, preferably a five star review on the old iTunes, on the old podcast app. Uh, it's the uh, best way for the podcast to you know grow and uh, just you know more people to find out about the podcast. And with Back to the Future Mania being at an all time high, uh, it's you know t- October 2015. Uh, you know people are looking for people are going on Slash Film looking for uh, Back to the Future goodies, and you know people are people are hungering for uh, for stuff to listen to uh, Back to the Future related. And if uh, we also host the podcast Doctor's Companion with Cassandra Fredrickson. It's our Doctor Who podcast. Uh, you can find that on iTunes or doctorscompanion.us. Uh, if you like Doctor Who and if you like time travel, you'll probably, probably like Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> give that a subscribe as well. And uh, Scott and I host our podcast, Not Writing. Find on uh, duelinggenre.com, our production company, where we just shoot the shit and talk about whatever we talk about when we're not writing our show Geek by Night, which you can subscribe to right now on iTunes and find out how to become a supporter on Patreon. The show drops January 6th, 2015, but you want to get on the ball. You 20, wanna, 2016. 2015 20, is the past. We're going to go back in time. <laughs> uh, January 5th. I, I'm still not used to saying 2016. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. We're still in October. So yeah, big things pop and little things stop, and like the man said. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday for a brand new minute. A Back to the Future minute. Thank you for listening. I'm Blue Day. Get ready for Wednesday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>